Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Broke Wash Knobs. You have made it all the way to episode 208. Michael, we made it. <laughs> I almost yeah. forgot the episode number again, even though I wrote yeah. it down in front of me. I have it's so many a, tabs open. It's been a while. It's been a while. Do we have more episodes than any watch podcast? No, or... Mm, I don't know. Didn't the hour didn't 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 John and Ariel do a fuck ton of those episodes? The hour time podcast. Half of them are just John Biggs like eating chips by himself or something. I think. <laughs> or like, I mean, at a certain <laughs> towards the end, it kind of felt like that. You know? Yeah, I'm not sure. Hey, I'm John Biggs sure. checking in. Going to be reading the uh, newspaper to you. <clears throat> you like hear him fold the paper open and like crinkle through. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, but I'm sure someone's got more episodes than this. Like, there's oh probably. Oh my gosh! Mm. Yeah, they're still going on. the The last one, the last one was February fifteenth, twenty twenty one. What? Ugh, who's on it? I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. I don't want to know. Pretty wild. There's new bra- breaking news, everyone. Apparently, the hour time is still recording. I, <laughs> I I didn't know. I also don't listen to podcasts, so whatever. Um, yeah. but here, let's do this, Michael. This is going to be a lot of fun. Actually, uh, just a quick sh- shout out, I guess. I uh, hope everyone's safe if you're in the middle of the United States right now dealing with the snow. Have you heard about this shit, dude? Yeah, snow's pretty wild uh, in in Texas yeah. specifically. I think I saw a photo where almost every county was under a state of emergency. Yeah, or, um, yeah it's, it's kind of insane. I mean, you could always go to Cancun. You could always go to Cancun. That's for another podcast. Okay, we, we we can't can't get political on this podcast. But the uh, this is also a really good time for you to be clutching your Richard Meal Jungle Survivors Sylvester Stallone watches or whatever the fuck he called that watch. This is probably the perfect scenario yeah. for that watch, right? Yeah. Or if or if you're in that other hobby, well, I mean, we've talked about the EDC hobby kind of overlapping with the watch hobby yeah and then you have these people that get crazy about flashlights and now they're they're finally finally vindicated and they get to use their dude it's like three hundred dollar mini flashlight it's like when i was in new york i was in new york for um for sandy for hurricane sandy and like obviously new york doesn't get that many oh, yeah, hurricanes. Yeah. but i grew up in florida so i went through a bunch of hurricanes but yeah um when when Sandy came in through New York, I was in Long Island, and my part of Long Island, I was in Amityville at the time. It got hit pretty bad, you know, definitely for sure. But what I found most interesting is the day after the hurricane, and this happens in Florida sometimes too, but the day after the hurricane, when the sun is out and, like, everyone comes out to see the damage, you just hear chainsaws yes. ripping open because every single... Father's Day, birthday, President's Day, man gift of like a chainsaw that was never used is getting used for the first fucking time the day after a hurricane. And you just hear this like this cacophonic like like swath of chainsaws ripping to life. So these guys just got they're just chainsawing trees like I can use my chainsaw. That's I bought a chainsaw for the first time uh, a few weeks ago. Really? What are you chainsawing? Enemies? It's actually really funny. Um, so in Tac- <laughs> in Pierce County in Tacoma for for a Christmas tree disposal, okay. you can either you know just strap the thing to the top of your car and drive to the dump, okay, uh, and just give it to them. 
But we also have these yard waste disposal uh, containers. So they say, well, if you manage to cut it into segments that are shorter than four feet, you could just do that and throw that all in the container. Challenge accepted. <laughs> so, so I said, honey, I want to I want to chop up our Christmas tree. And it was it was pretty fun. We, but the chainsaw that I bought was such a joke. It was one of those Ryobi electric ones oh yeah i got it's, t- it's uh, like a tiny 10 incher it's basically a back scratcher oh yeah but i got some ryobi products for my home renovation that basically have a picture <laughs> of like crusty the clown on the side of it it's just it's like it's like oh this is gonna be totally safe to use so yeah <laughs> yeah i'll probably use that thing once a year for that same thing i probably won't try it for anything else hey, man, maybe some it's the it's the call of like the, the 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 domesticated like like male yard like landscaper the the call of that of that people is the chainsaw the next morning after a hurricane it's just you it's it's you know it ranks right up there with this with this with the with the swallow song and um you know sunrises <laughs> the three main natural events when men yes, get they, to use their chainsaws and when birds sing, that's that's yeah. The the chainsaw related in, injuries post hurricane that we're all too familiar with that growing up in Florida. Oh it's, it's definitely it's something that the local news has to tell you. Hey, we got to talk about this now. Once this is done, please don't just, approach power lines. Please don't try to remove trees yourself. Oh yeah, but yeah, be safe. Be safe in the the snow, the cold, and all that stuff. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's no fun, especially if you don't have experience with it. Did you just say it's no fun? That's very inappropriate if you just did say that. <laughs> or did it's, I just Freudian hear that? You might have. Okay. I might have. I don't know. I'll listen back. <laughs> <laughs> Let's. God damn it, we have to stay on track. Let's do this. Um, this episode's going to be which we just lost ever because people get mad when it's just like, oh, you guys don't say what the show is about in the first five minutes. Yeah, because I don't want you people to listen. I don't know what I have to do to make that clear to people. I don't want you to listen to Michael and my private conversations anymore. I mean, you can read the title of it. Yeah, let's get started. This episode's going to be a lot of fun. (laughs) Episode 208, um, Affordable Chronographs. I think we've talked about this before. Uh, We did episode 11. We did Affordable Chronographs, episode 11, but we were quite green back then. Um, We were still giddy and, you know, uh, we were enamored with the prospect of being uh really cool all that shit's just gone now we're basically just dead inside and we're you know the, the ship's just kind of driving itself but the so i thought it'd be really fun plus also in the past three years which is how long of that episode was there have just been like a lot of just changes in the availability not necessarily technology but the availability of certain um chronograph movements and so specifically yes. i think we're going to be doing our best to focus on mechanical chronographs because for some reason people don't like quartz chronographs i fucking love quartz chronographs um they're a particular fascination of mine but i think people generally tend to measure the breadth of their masculinity by the automatic nature of their watch and for some fucking reason people only want mechanical chronographs i don't know why you know what I'm saying? I have a mechanical chronograph here. It's broken. There you go. I wish it was quartz. I wish it was quartz. <laughs> it's not a cheap one either. Is your Speedmaster still broken? It's a. It's from a brand that rhymes with Flow Mega. Flow Mega. Po Mega. Ah yes, the old Po Mega Z Master. Yeah, very very uh, trusted. Omega. It's pronounced Omega. 
Yeah. So yeah, that's the headline by Quartz. But here for the for the for the for the <laughs> for the nature of the episode, um, it's actually going to be really cool. Talk about mechanical chronographs. We're going to talk about realistically what the field of options looks like at a movement level, and then Michael and I are going to get mm-hmm. into some specific uh, models. I think it's going to be actually a, a, a lot of fun. Um, and then you can go back and listen to episode eleven, and then this one, and then see. Uh, just see if there's any differences. I don't fucking know. But here, Michael, let's do this. God damn it. Michael, would you like for the 208th time, not really, but really, would you like to do an audio wrist check with me as my cat's here? Let's do it. Let's do it. Here, <laughs> you go You go first. I'm, I'm always fucking, I'm talking too much. I am wearing the Black Bay GMT. Um, this, this one was gone for a little bit. Um, I was kind of just a little overly confident in the fact that it would not have that date wheel issue. Uh, but then it started displaying signs of the date wheel issue. So for, uh, so I, for folks who aren't aware, what is the date wheel issue with that? So with there's that watch? something, something about the Tudor Black Bay GMT when it, when it first came out or when they started getting this, I mean, it's their, first in-house gmt movement um i think pretty sure but uh these these watches uh from a certain production timeline um when the when the minute hand passes midnight sometimes Mm. the date changes a little wonky uh so some people wake up the next day and find the date wheel in this kind of weird half and half space where you see half of two numbers oh god Uh, for some people, it would skip a day. So uh, it's, you know, if I went to bed last night on the 20th and I woke up and it would read the 22nd. That's what mine was doing. Oh, my God. Weird. Uh, yes. For some people, it skipped multiple days. Uh, <laughs> and for some people, it did that only on a certain day. I think I saw a video where a guy would only notice where it had trouble switching on the 17th or something like that. So they're weird. The movements obviously have some kind of issue. Um, I actually went through David SW, who was great. Um, you know, he facilitated the RMA. He took it. He sent me a shipping label. I sent it out. He or, sent it Orlando's to... very own David yep. SW. Yeah, man. You should try to see that retail space. At no, some point. That's I can. Fun. I mean, maybe I can apply to sweep the floors in there. Otherwise, I'm not going <laughs> to be able to get into that fucking joint. <laughs> He was really nice. Yeah, so he... You were buying something. Of course he was fucking super nice. (laughs) I'm going to ask him for directions or if he has any mints. I'm not going to buy. I can't buy anything from that that fucking place. Hey, man, maybe he can source a citizen paper dial. He'll laugh at me. Do you guys... Can you give me a citizen (laughs) chronomaster? He just fucking laughed at me. Get out of here, nerd. He'll give me the broom. You know? But anyways, I it, it went to Dallas. Uh, I think I think the Rolex service center is in Dallas. So they, they, they kind of fixed it up. It actually only took a month. I uh, went back to him. He sent it back to me. Now it's working great. Um, and then th- kind of funny within, um, I want to say, 24 hours of wearing it, the clasp started demonstrating something really strange. And I showed it on one of our video calls. Right. But the cl- the the link within the clasp got very, um, or the joint rather, it got very stiff. Mm. So upon closing and opening the clasp, it's, it was almost like there was friction. So... I was just like, man, like what the heck is happening with this watch? Right. So, so yesterday I took it to a little family jeweler. Um, 
<laughs> I said, can we take the bracelet off and throw it in your ultrasonic cleaner? And then the guy looked at it. Um, he had one of those, uh, <laughs> he had one of those loops on. It was really funny. He's just like staring at it and he takes a, he takes a little bottle of clock oil and he just like squirts it like <laughs> right on the joint. Like ketchuping his fucking french fries. Like, there you go. There you go. You watch his fix now. That'll be $200. And, and he's like, yeah, get his new. How Soviet of him. It's like popping the back off and spitting in the movement. Eh, it works now. It's, it's lubricated movement. Did he charge you? Did they charge you for that? No, they did not charge me. I mean, I tried to be nice and I said, well, is there any charge for today? He was like, no. You, did but, you go through the trappings of reaching for your wallet saying, all right, what do I owe you? And then they just no, like, oh, no, no, no. You, I insist. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, good. Okay. But uh, barring some, you know, some little little tech issues with this watch, I still think it's it's freaking fantastic mm-hmm. um it, it's very it's very very serious one watch material um it's it's kind of filled that flyer spot that i always talk about yep um thought about it for a while it, it's just it's just a fantastic overall watch and i i've really come to love the look way more than the um you know the the rolex steel pepsi um which has a kind of a weirder shade of of red and blue. Uh, this one this one is more true to older GMT Masters and um, yeah, it's they're 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 still really great. Uh, they were hard to get for a while. There was a waiting list, I think. Right. But these are actually a little less popular now because people are getting uh, more into the Black Bay Fifty Eights, probably because they're coming out with more colors and stuff. There's a blue one now, but yeah, I, I love this. Uh, Love this tutor. That's so cool. Uh, let me see. I'm just trying to find a link for my fucking watch. Of course, I can't find it. Is it my turn? It's your turn. It's my turn. Uh, I'm wearing my uh, my fucking Orient Star uh, the diver. My Orient Star like open heart semi skeleton diver. This limited edition. Um, uh, let me find the fucking link. I'm just sounding. I haven't like seen a, this one in a while. Yeah, it's been a while because we were in the uh, fucking Seamaster for like <clears> two <throat> months. I wore that watch. <laughs> we can't blame you. <laughs> we can't that, blame. I think it was. I think it was really cool. By the way, I mean, I mean, I, I, I shouldn't speak on it about a past tense. It is really cool. I still have it. Um, I just uh, about a few days ago, we'll I show up, up to your house if you sell it. I know. God, Jesus, can you imagine? <laughs> Why would I ever do that? What the fuck is this stupid thing? Okay, hold on. Cat, cat, you are not helping me right now. Come on. God, Jesus. Cats, snakes, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I am wearing the Orient Star Diver reference RK80106E. This is a limited edition uh, line. I think it came out in 2000. Um. 19 technically came out the tail end of 2019 um i picked mine up in december here let me send you the actual fucking orient japan link uh it's jdm you're not going to find it on orient watch usa in fact don't buy anything off orient watch usa because i don't like that website uh let me send you this link there we go you get that zippity doodah yep look at that product photo sucks on this site you know, you know what's that that's what's really funny like the photos that are in like the listings and on the orient site 
suck of this watch, dude. Really bad. You know, is this this might even be a render or something? I don't know what it is, but it looks like shit. It, the 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 dial. I like the dial on here because it's a very deep teal, like a much more deeper teal version than what I have on the Christmas Chrono, my Orient Christmas Chrono. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it's got the um, black bezel, but everything else is stainless steel. The bracelet's very characteristic in that the uh, the outer part of the link is it's got these rounded features but the inner kind of center links are very uh straight they have a a lot sharper features and so it actually bounces light really really cool i I love this watch i bought this watch totally sight unseen i went through seiya japan it's not even on his website but i know that he's um an orient preferred vendor in japan and so i reached out to him just like hey i know you don't have this on your site but can you get me this watch? Like, oh, dude, yeah. I mean, he didn't say that. That's how he talks. I was like, oh, you, dude, <laughs> dude, yeah, let's, bro, dude, bro. What up, man? This is so cool. Like, yeah, he's that's that's super. Not he's very, he's very professional. Um, and then, um, and then he got me the watch, and I had probably like the best vendor experience of my entire life, like with him getting this watch. And so I'm thinking about oh, getting, okay. getting another watch. Well, I, I, I don't, I don't want to like give details like here because what happened was very specific to me but like that tell you what happened with that pricing thing yeah yeah that's not like a normal thing people do you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. yeah is the uh is the bezel um plastic on this it's metal it's like um it's like some kind of coated metal very cool i could not tell you but you know let's find out together Two broke watch knobs that people haven't been able to tell by now is really about fifty percent us googling things. Um, well, I, I think I think some people look at a, a a black or darker bezel like this and they wonder if it's uh, plastic. It's not is plastic. It? It's definitely yeah. metal, but it's that's cool. Coated in something. Let me see if I can find out what. Might just be like a brushed and anodized. Anodized. That's the word. What does that mean? I think it's when you color a metal. Nice. I don't know. Anodized. Are you not a metallurg- metallurgist? Metallurg- I'm Motherfuck, not a, I'm not a can't smart speak. man. Not a smart man. This is just too, too relatively overeducated, not not entirely intelligent, bro. Watch knobs. Um. <laughs> We're gonna have people in manufacturing writing in this week, bro, man. How do you not know what anodizing? How do you know anodizing? It's the process through which the chemical and they go, oh, and I just immediately like lose my attention span. You know what I'm saying? Like when um, we finally found out what Zeratsu polishing was. <laughs> that was great on the fucking virtual meetup. We I didn't I didn't realize we had so many goddamn Zeratsu polishing experts in our fucking Patreon <laughs> I thought Zeratsu just meant an actual samurai was doing I literally it. thought a small uh, a small Japanese man from the past time travel to now to to polish with like a, a you know a goose feather every single uh, fucking case um and then that goes to seiko and seiko but no it's like an assembly line it's a proper industrialized process so like you guys if you see zaratsu polishing and you're picturing this like romantic notion of what i kind of just described even if there's like visual marketing suggesting as such fucking throw that shit aside it's happening in a factory that's not to say it's not awesome i'm just saying don't buy something because of marketing because there are yeah. very skilled people who are doing the Zeratsu polishing process because basically you have to hold it at an angle to achieve the mirror finish on the polishing wheel 
that's actually kind of dangerous, I think, for the for the artisan because it can fly back and hit you in the fucking face, which you don't want. Because then you become a Bond villain, which you don't they want. They do. They do make it sound like Philippe Dufour is in the corner crying, like it is right? so beautiful. He's just masturbating himself <laughs> in the corner with like a single tear. He's just like it is so beautiful. The craftsmanship that is happening. It's like no, dude, this is tired people in a factory who are waiting for their lunch break. But that's not to say what they're doing isn't fucking awesome. This is not but romantic. This... <laughs> so back to this watch. It's, okay, so the bezel's not plastic. And no, it's metal. To, like what you said, um, <laughs> the tile, the dial is, uh, I think it, at least in some of the photos that I've seen, it, it can achieve this really light aqua tone. Yeah, actually. go to, so go to the two-book watch house. dark. Yeah, go to the two-book watch house Instagram feed. I post it on there and... Um, I do my best to get proper lighting in those photos, and like the one I posted today is actually a pretty good representation of what the photo, like me. the watch looks like. Dude, your lighting is so nice. My my lighting looks like I can't figure out how to use my camera in the dark weather that we have. Your lighting is like mad tray chic, dude. My 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 mm. your your lighting is when someone like very calmly holds in and like lets out a burp but silently so no one knows what happened my lighting is like someone farting in the pool and saying do you guys see that like that's like <laughs> the differences between how i think you and i handle uh handle lighting behind the lens you know what i mean but um but yeah the photo i got i'm looking at it right now um today on the feed is like a proper in my opinion representation of what this dial really looks like in the day-to-day it's very cool. Super gorgeous. And I love this thing. I bought this thing on a whim. I was really, really worried. Uh, this is post uh, Epson takeover, so it says fucking Epson on the back, which is wild. Um, it's got one of the F6 calibers in here. I can't remember the specific number. Um, it's been a while since I've dug into Orient movements, but, um, but yeah, dude, I'm loving this thing. It's nice. It's, it's nice. I love the Seamaster. I still wear it all the time, but it was nice to be like, okay, let me like try on other watches because I was like... I was thinking of just getting rid of everything. I'm like, why do I need, why, why eat chicken when I can just eat beef every day? Like, that's like the situation I was dealing with. You know what I mean? But I'm like, no, I should probably like not burn all of my other watches. Nice. You know, my cat's here again. Sweetheart. What's up? Boy. <laughs> just looking at stuff, man. Nope. Don't do that. Chewing on my headphone cord. Especially not when I'm fucking recording. But yeah, that's what I'm wearing today. Um... I'm really thinking about that Citizen um, Chrono Master. That would be fun. This That's a AQ four zero two zero dash five four Y JDM traditional pap, uh, paper uh, dial. You think so you think cool. you'd be able to get over the <clears throat> the titanium thing? Just like that feeling. I'm a little. I'm a little worried because the first time I ever handled um, the original, even though I'm sure it's the same. Uh, Grand Seiko Snowflake, the fucking SBGA, what is it, zero one one? Yeah, SBGA. I think I think the trick is to try to not correlate price with uh, heft. Oh, agreed. Uh, yeah, totally agreed. Yeah. So I, we we were probably both doing that, guilty of that a little bit, holding this and saying to ourselves, "Wow, this feels like it came out of a Cracker Jack box." This feels like I literally put a quarter into one of those machines when you, as you're leaving like the grocery store. And you plastic turn bubble. it, then it comes in the plastic bubble and you crack it open and you cut your fingers in the plastic because it's like sharp and you're like, oh, I got a watch, you know, like that's yeah. kind of what the titanium <laughs> felt like because <laughs> I, I just wasn't ready. I just wasn't ready. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
I was reading some reviews of this particular watch, this uh, Citizen. Uh, some people say the titanium on the skin has that like dry sort of feel. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But you know what's funny? I don't remember feeling that when I handled the Pelagos. That watch is fucking incredible, by the way. It's it's also a lot thicker. So mm. maybe that messes with your mind. Maybe. You think to yourself, it oh, feels like more a... substantial. Man, those watches are so freaking cool right fuck, yeah, all, fuck all this fuck all this black base shit that's that's a cool diver yeah I'm telling you man but yeah that's that's my wrist check um here let's do this i want to leave enough time for us to actually talk about fucking chronographs because that's what we're supposed to talk about but uh here housekeeping this is actually really really cool so if you have not noticed the two book watch snobs are going through some changes in that we're trying to really start working on the website uh again if you've noticed we haven't been posting too much we were going through a lot of editorial changes on our end for creating a proper editorial just process for putting news out there doing reviews and having it updated constantly that said it is really fucking hard to do the podcast every single week and to keep the website updated with all the really really cool shit that we want to write about the entire tbws writing staff and michael and i want to write about so what we're doing is uh the show is changing from weekly to every two weeks so it'll be one week for the show and then in the week where we're not recording we will be working on the website um to bring you just more fucking watch hilarity <laughs> on online uh so every two weeks it'll be the show but with the caveat of the website is just going to get updated more and we're going to diversify a lot of the different types of just shit we're putting out there in terms of like the work we're doing. You know what I mean? We're going to, we're going to burn our homes down, burn our homes down. I need the insurance money. That would be really for, you know, opportunist to read now. I don't know. Well, you know, what's funny every time um, there was, I forgot the episode, but there was one episode of Michael where I think you and I, we must have sounded really tired or something. <laughs> and people were writing in like, hey, you guys should take a break or like, hey, you know, you don't have to do the show every week. Like you guys, like we know hard work. It's like, who are you people? Like, I don't know where are these <laughs> wonderfully nice fans coming from, you know? So I think people, oh, I think boy. people, I think people are cool. I think they get it. Cool. Good. You know? Good. And if you don't get it, fuck you. I mean, that's just basically the headline, right? <clears throat> Sorry, I'm still finding like new chronographs just putzing around on eBay. No, you're good, man. Ooh, eBay. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, dude. All right, but here, let's do this. So yeah, housekeeping. Uh, the show's moving to every two weeks, but the website is going to go through a lot of really, really cool changes. Um, and I'm just super stoked about it. Uh, in terms of housekeeping, what happened? Uh, it's this. This is great. I love this. <laughs> did you find? Did you find a good one? Did you find a good one? I love how you're preparing for the show, on the show. I think that's my favorite part. <laughs> you ever just? You ever just scream things in your mind? All the, all the time. I mean, what in particular are you screaming? <laughs> well, in the pre-talk, you you said, "Oh, you can find these from a German seller," and I think I found that German seller. Then I was reading the username, and just in my brain, I just I yelled that out, the username out, uh, and it sounded really, really funny. <laughs> we'll, probably we'll, not the way you pronounce it. <laughs> we'll get to it. I'm excited. I'm excited. But here, 
let's do this. Let's get to the god damn it. Let me close some of these links. Let's get to the main topic. Um affordable mechanical chronographs. Affordable affordable mechanical chronographs and you. I'm Troy McClure. Sorry. The um the problem is you have to understand with the mechanical chronograph, there is a point where it's like a five dollar steak. How good can a five dollar steak really, like, really be? You know what I mean? There, there, there is a point where you have to understand you're making potentially, not always, but potentially, a quality concession by wanting to spend less money than is quote unquote appropriate for something as complicated as a fucking mechanical chronograph. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Because um, I've seen people who are just like, oh my god, I got this two hundred dollar blah 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 chronograph from alpha watches and it broke it's a 200 dollars chronograph dude it's yeah. a five dollar steak i some indigestion really is, would not be that surprising to me you know they yeah. probably found it behind the freezer cooked it and gave it to you, you so know? five dollar you're talking denny's like denny's talking denny's steak. dude the denny's open-faced london broil i don't know i literally have no idea if that's even on the menu anymore <laughs> I don't think the word London is anywhere on the movie. <laughs> Ooh, Fucking, I'm sorry. I didn't realize I was in the Ritz. The Waldorf Astoria Cafe. I thought I was coming to a Denny's. That's not how they're talking at Denny's. I don't know how they're talking Denny's. I used to go there a bunch um, in high school, but I just drank coffee and I would stack the creamers in pyramids. That's literally what I did. I fucking, and I got moons over my hammy. I have eaten more moons over my hammy in Denny's and I can probably, I just remember it was just greasy bread. It's just because like the grease penetrates the bread. It was, just, it was, I don't know how I'm alive. <laughs> That's the headline. Cats, what the fuck is going on back here? Do you hear these cats, dude? It sounds, it sounds like, fucking it cat, sounds like a party. Catnado over here, man. <clears throat> Girls, the shit. Yeah, they're fine. Um, What's it saying? You will be making potential quality concessions with mechanical chronograph. Um, right. Sometimes it'll be awesome. Sometimes you might have issues. With that said, when you're talking about a mechanical chronograph under like a thousand bucks, you're really only talking about like three or four movements. Realistically, only three or four movements exist in this price niche for mechanical chronographs. So, Michael, I thought it would be fun to just start with the movements to help you on your search. And then we'll talk about specific models. But I think once you understand... um some of just the manufacturing logistics you know it's it there's not there's no tortured artisan making handcrafted mechanical chronographs on like the isle of man for a hundred dollars that's just that mm-hmm. guy just doesn't fucking exist you know what i mean like there's really only three or four movements we're talking about yeah on like a large scale um first the first movement's the obvious the fucking seagull st19 um, you know what I'm saying? Based off the fucking Venus, it's like a Venus one five seven or something, or Venus one six seven. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Which one is? Do you remember? Venus I'm one. Not sure. I just, Venus one seven five. It's the Venus one seven five. It looks like. Cool. Um, and that so the seagull that seal chronograph in particular here I'll just I'll just fill I'll just fill the silence while Michael looks for watches the 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 seagull chronograph because that that's what you're doing right I'm trying to find um one of the other movements that we talked about okay so keep going. you want me just you want me just say all the movements now so you can get you you can we can be on the same page yeah sure 
Seagull ST19 um, is is one of the ones that's become very hot recently. You really only used to be able to see it in those Seagull 1963s, but a lot of um, micro brands are starting to use that movement now. Uh, in addition to that, there is the Eta C0.211, which is based off of um, it's a Swatch movement. You see it in a lot of Swatch watches. Um, not Swatch watches, but Swatch family watches. So Tissot uses them a fuck ton. You'll see them in some uh, Certina as well. It's based off an old Lamania movement, actually. So basically what happened was in the early 2000s, um, I think Tissot specifically said, hey, Etta, we need an affordable mechanical chronograph movement. What can you do? And I guess Etta basically just used the Lamania, a Lamania, as a as a base to create the Eta C zero one dot two one one, so that's in a fuck ton of Tissot. Is that is that what comes in the V eights? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, the other um, uh, chronograph movement, which you'll see not as often as the first two, but you will find them under a thousand bucks. you can actually find some Eta seven seven five zeros under a thousand bucks in some watches. It's not as common as the first two, you know. Um, and the fourth one, technically, technically, and we can get into the story a little bit later, you can still find modern um, watches using the Polyot 3133 mechanical chronograph movement, um, which is based on, uh, it's, it's, it's a Soviet movement. If you've listened to TVWS for a while, you've heard me talk about the Polyot 3133 a lot. It's based off the Valjeu 77, uh, fuck, forgetting my numbers, 34? or some shit um mm-hmm. basically what happened was the soviets purchased the technology from valju and they started making that chronograph movement and you can still get modern made watches with that movement they just there's really only like two places where you can get them though but if you did really want a mechanical chronograph that movement was an option so those are the four movements you'll commonly see when you're dealing with mechanical chronographs, the Seagull ST19, the Eta C01.211, the Eta7750, and the Polyot uh, 3133. That's P O L J O T if you're searching in um, in good old English. Uh, this is this is another reason I was kind of feverishly <clears throat> searching because mm. not my eyes were deceiving me. I did find another one, mm. um, and it's the Eta2894-2. Let's see this one. Eta two eight dash four nine two. Uh no two eight nine four dash two. Two eight nine four dash two. Let's see what do we got. We chronograph built on the two eight nine two base. Interesting. And you're seeing these in watches under under a thousand under one k. I'm seeing these. I'm seeing these in Invictas even, uh, with a Dubuis de Praz like module also. Oh wow! So also, it looks like um, that smaller brand, Main M A E N. Oh, those fuckers! Of, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They have the. Uh, they they got one of these. So. Really. Yeah. I thought they. I thought because they have they have a, a the the main watch folks. Um, who we had an interesting time with reviewing that Hudson shit or whatever. Yeah. I thought that I saw that chronograph. I thought it was a seagull. Or did they give you the choice? Oh, look at that. You're no, right. Look at that. No, it's um I wonder if that Skymaster ever 
it was a pretty cool looking chronograph watch but yeah mm. it's funny if if you're on ebay and you look for 2894-2 um you do see some <laughs> some older invictas popping up that's so funny uh, so yeah. so let's go through the list again mechanical movements you'll really only see five from our count right now mm-hmm. under a thousand seagull st19 the Edda C01.211, the, I lost it, the Edda 2894 2, the uh, Edda 7750, technically, and then the Polyot uh, 3133. So just to help people, because if you really are dead set on finding mechanical chronograph, it's probably going to have the, one of those five movements in it for under a thousand yeah. bucks. I should qualify for under a thousand bucks. So, Whew. How do you want to do this? <laughs> well, I th- I think maybe we can go movement by movement and figure out the um oh, okay. the best way to sort of find something at least for me. So uh, you started with the obvious, which was the seagull, and um one thing that you start to realize, uh, especially if you listen to our last episode about seagull. The movement actually goes further than the watch, um, hmm. and I think I think the operations manager even said something like that. Uh, he said, "You know, there's no way that we can absorb uh, our production of movements, so these things are going to go everywhere." Um, <laughs> and in my mind, when I was hunting for these chronograph watches with the seagull movements, I thought that they were going to only be these seagull watches. But um, the reason I say this. One of the coolest exercises you can go through is just go on eBay and type in Seagull Chronograph. Uh, sort by new, see if you can find stuff in the US. There are so many different brands. Um, it's huge now, so many brands are using this thing. So let me let me just do this right now, Seagull Chronograph. Um, so we've talked about the the Air Force chronograph that's that's pretty popular. Mm. Uh, we forget about Alpha a lot. So one of yep. one of the ones that I would recommend is um, if, if you're interested in this movement, but not necessarily in the kind of daintier looking watches that that these movements go into. Mm. Check out those uh, those Alpha Paul Newman, um, you know, clones because I never really thought much about it until we met that one dude at, at Windup. Uh, who's mm, right. super super proud of his and it, it actually it looked and it felt really really solid it was it was not made of paper <laughs> <laughs> there's another one actually to do an honorable mention um in the same vein did you see the dudes as i punch my microphone the dudes in the slack channel after the meetup yesterday shared that pierre yeah derek derek uh that's so that's you know what i'm talking about that, right that's another brand that will show up. Um, so Pierre Paulin. Yes, uh, that's the one. You know, you can get those new. There's one here for two thirty-five, and I would say that that looks. The look is more more like that Panda Hamilton bicompact chronograph that a lot of people. Total Hamilton it's really vibes. Really tough to. Yeah, uh, but this one's. I mean, this one's thirty-eight millimeter. That brand specifically has a couple different variations. There's another version where the the chrono, um, not the chrono pushers. The uh, the subdials are pushed down closer to six o'clock, and there's mm. a big date, and there's a double wiener at twelve o'clock. So let me show you. 
So, you know, the Speedmaster 12 o'clock? I'm just going uh, yes. to I'm sorry, I just wasn't ready for the phrase double wiener on a Sunday yeah. morning. Take a look at this. Uh, take, a, take a look at that 12 o'clock marker. That one's, that one's so, so, serious. Now? Let me see it. I'm opening it. I'm opening the link. That's a double I, wiener. That's that's the, that's two sausages in one hot dog bun. That's a that's a double wiener. Look at that. Yo, dog. We heard you like wieners on your on your watches. So that brand um, that brand has a couple different versions. Um, you uh, if if we're talking Amazon, for example, I think in Amazon, if you type in um, Seagull Chronograph. Oh my gosh! This this was a, a live fever dream for me the other uh, the other week. Okay, because I typed in Siegel Chronograph on Amazon. I'm trying to remember that you people like this. Um, you get uh, yeah, of course. Now it's not popping up. Oh, here it is. <laughs> so there's a brand on here, Kaz. Okay. And I tried to figure this out with the uh, with the Slack channel, but I didn't get a solid answer. So here's here's the watch I'm talking about. It on Amazon the brand is Siakos or Seacos. I've heard this S -E -A -K -O -S -S. name before. Yeah. S e a k o s s. But you look at the watch. That's an EMG chronograph, right? It an looks EMG. Looks a lot H like it. HK Ed or EMG. HK it's like the same Ed. people. Yeah. But those names are not mentioned in this listing at all, and you can get this for two sixty nine on Prime. It's a good looking watch, uh, actually. Yeah. So basically, I guess what I'm trying to get at, uh, looking at this movement specifically, um, again, the Chinese Air Force watch is really really cool. Um, it's got some cool backstory to it. Uh, but if you don't like the look, it seems like this movement is being more widely adopted. Uh, and if you're not really comfortable with the eBay space, or you want something more in the established micro brand space i mean baltic is still selling their by compacts chronograph baltic uh, and um isn't the laurier gemini i haven't been keeping up with it uh, is yeah this releases this laurier gemini yeah uh chronograph it uses the st19 yeah so that's two micro brand options um you know if you like the seagull movement, but don't mm -hmm. want to like, but if you don't like the aesthetics of some of the other watches. So there's, there's a ton. It's, it's being adopted by a lot of micro brands over the past I, years. I also don't like. know why I really just, I really like the way this movement looks. It's, maybe it's I have very low, pretty. Maybe I have low standards for <laughs> someone's going to write in and be like, well, do you know they paint the, uh, screws blue with uh, do you know those are uh, not thermal blue screws, Michael? Those are painted with acrylic plant. I don't give a shit, dude. Those are All not right. heat blued. They're <laughs> not. not. Yeah, like guys, listen. It's again. It's a five dollar steak. All right. It's a five dollar steak. I I'm not expecting those to be thermal blued fucking screws. You know what I mean? Nice like, movement though. Nice movement. It seems cool. There's really nothing. Nice. I I think also when you're getting into watches as a new person, uh, and I think this is part of the reason I pitched this topic. Um, you start you start to really get into the visual intricacies of movements in general and i think when you're learning about watches especially mechanical watches 
the first time you see a mechanical chronograph movement, even if it's this $5 steak, you're just blown away. Yeah. It's, oh, a, yeah. it's a very good introduction to that larger like context of a chronograph movement uh, to where you, you just have to dive in because you have to figure out how the heck all of this works. Yeah. So that's what I have to say about this movement. <laughs> that's really cool. It's, 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 it's also, like I said, with micro brands seemingly adopting this more and more, we're going to see it more and yeah. more. It's just definitely. So in terms of affordable chronographs, you know, we are about to get a lot more like options and such. So, um, I would say if you wanted to try to find a chrono, you know, for under 400 or 500 bucks, something with a seagull movement is a good place to start. Pierre Paulin, Sujis, um, uh, Merker Fod, mm-hmm. um, a ton. I'm, I'm just naming random brands that pop up. Yeah. on an eBay search when you look for the movement or just type in Seagull Chronograph. So Pretty there's sweet. a lot of variety there. Pretty dang sweet. All right. Uh, let's see here. The second movement I talked about, that's right. It says Etta C01.211. Um, let me do this here. I'm going to read the entry for this movement from watchbase.com it's uh, watchbase.com slash edda slash caliber slash c01 dash 211 and i'll have the link and all the i'll just send you the link michael and i'll read the description on here really quick just so folks can have a a, a reference um you know for this movement so uh the c011.211 from edda is as i punch my microphone an automatic chronograph movement with the date window introduced between 2008 2009 as the result of tissot asking edda to develop a swiss made chronograph movement suitable for large-scale production at low cost um though although you know collectors it says soon recognize the famed labania 5100 uh layout um Mostly seen in military and tool watches, discounted in the early 2000s. The new C01.211, mostly found in lower segment uh, brands of the Swatch group. So you'll see it in Tissot's. I've also, I'm pretty sure I've seen them in Bulova's, although the Bulova ones might be uh, those, um, the 7750s, but they're definitely mainly in a lot of Tissot's and Certina's. Certina is not even, it's not even available here in the States, I don't think. Um, not officially. Tough to get. You know? Tough to get a Certina. But the Tissot models that I thought were kind of cool, which featured the movement for under a thousand bucks, uh, it's a little, it's a little bare, but there is a, let me find a link here, a Tissot, it's called Carson? Tissot Carson Chronograph. <clears throat> Let's take a look. Let me try to find the, oh, here's, here's, here's the automatic one. Took me a second to find that shit. Because there's some quartz ones as well, but I don't want quartz. I want the automatic one. We're being snobs this episode yeah because people uh, dude, we get asked all people, people we get asked all the time hey can you recommend an automatic chronograph no by course yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me send you this link for this one in particular so this is just one example though like of something that uses this movement but if you were 
If you want a mechanical chronograph that was around, you know, five to six hundred-ish bucks and you for some reason didn't want to get something with a seagull movement, this is a Swiss option, um, you know, in, uh, uh, in, in like an appropriate uh, price range. Oh my gosh, that's way cheaper than I thought it would be. Uh, yeah, the link I just sent, Michael, it's $379 for this one. And it's, it's pretty bare. It's just like a white dial. It's got some hands on it. It's pretty... I'm trying to use the fucking word minimalist, but ugh, it's it's minimalist. It's just... I feel like I'm trying to sell you a Kickstarter watch. I couldn't find someone to make the perfect minimalist watch for me, so I decided to make my own. But yeah, so it's just... um, <laughs> If you were set, I will say this watch probably will sing really well on like a leather strap. The bracelet yes. does seem cool, but this thing would really kill it on leather because it just needs some personality. It's a little Bracelet's too... Lame. What's up? Bracelet is lame. It's just... Eh, it's not my favorite. But I mean, for... <laughs> but again... It's a $370 chronograph. Yeah. I'm not expecting anything <clears throat> insane. So yeah. the one thing also to call out with any of these Swiss Edda uh, movements we're going to be talking about. So in this case, the C fucking, where's my notes? Because I have to take notes. The Edda C01.211, the Edda uh, 7750, and your Edda, um, oh, what the fuck was it called? That two 2894. They're going to be thick because they're automatic chronographs. They're chunky, chunky, chunky boys. Um, Minimum 15 inches thick, uh, uh, inches, (laughs) 15 millimeters thick. So uh, that's something also to keep in mind if you're just like, man, I don't want to buy the Seagull chronograph. I want to buy something Swiss, blah, blah, blah. Well, you better like having a stack of pancakes on your wrist because it's going to be fucking thick. The seagull movement is hand wound, so it's not as uh, as thick. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, um, yeah. But with these, oh, with these, with all the Swiss ones I mentioned, there's a rotor, a automatic rotor in the back, which they have to have a few millimeters to accommodate the the movement for. So, I think, I think uh, the movement in that watch. Mm. Wait, I think I asked you this already. This one you can also find it in the VA automatic chronos, right? I believe so. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. So then. <clears throat> then this this is definitely another option that I'm going to send you. This is if somebody isn't uh, looking for something sporty. I'm sorry, like not dainty, and they want something a little chunkier. Some people want that chunk. Uh, there, there's also this kind of stuff. Gosh, these these names are terrible. V8 automatic chrono. This actually may be a seven seven five zero. Look at the the sub dial layouts. Uh, they're different. You're so right. Well, no, it's the same. Same as a dial layout. Yeah. Same the, as your Amazon link. Let me see the fucking. I got like a. I got like thirteen tabs open. Twelve, nine, and six. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm crazy then. So then, yeah. This. Who knows? Yeah. The then yeah. Well, is this okay? So now now it gets confusing. Is this the, this the seven seven five zero layout also? Yeah, the seven seven five zero layout is like this. Yeah. It's twelve. It's twelve six nine, and uh, so then I guess this. Do they both have date windows? They do. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So yeah. Um. Just based. Oh, let me find your link again. God, fucking so many goddamn tabs, Michael. Here it is. <laughs> um. This is probably well. The price is kind of high. Maybe it's a seven seven five zero. Let's see. Let's let's see. Let's check the reference. 
Yeah, the reference is weird. It's the There's C. No it's the C zero one dot two one one in this one that you sent me. So yeah, this particular Tissot, which is the pronounce the proper way to pronounce it, it's not. Mm-hmm. Please don't send me your fucking hate mail. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this Tissot V eight automatic chrono black leather watch with with a giant fucking reference number. I'm gonna power through it. T one zero six four two seven one six zero four two zero zero. Um. Yeah, this one has the C1.211, uh, whatever the fuck it is. So, is that a bird? That was a bird. That was a loud bird. It's a loud bird. Very loud bird. But yeah, so I I get someone not wanting to do the seagull movement because they're just like, I want something fucking Swiss or whatever. But these watches are way too thick, dude. They're just way too thick. I can't do it. Yeah. It's yeah. huge. This is I a mean, f- we can. Tr- oh, sorry. We we can transition to the seventy seven fifty because that one is also really th- those those are pretty thick watches. Most of them, uh, you're, I, you know, a lot of the sins that you, that have seventy seven fifties, those can be pretty thick. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because a lot of the approach to producing these movements is modular, so it's stacking upon stacking. Exactly. And sometimes they'll have another module on top. Um, so if so you're, yeah, it's just the trend. Just to explain what that means, a modular a modular chronograph is essentially the movement is a base movement of something else that wasn't a chronograph. So think of it like an addition to your house, as opposed to building a house from scratch that's two thousand square feet and it all looks like one piece. A modular chronograph a chronograph is if you start with a house that's fifteen hundred square feet, live in it for a few years. And then you make an addition of 500 square feet to add on, you know, onto that, which because the chronograph functionality wasn't built into the movement in its initial design, it's just thicker because you're literally just putting the modular uh, uh, functionality on the watch. You're just mm-hmm. sticking it on the watch as opposed to building it in. So um, if you hear someone use that phrase, modular chronograph, that's, you know, that's what that shit means. Um Let's see here. So the yeah, the other movement possibility, the Valshu seven seven five zero. I think I have one here that uses the Valshu seven seven five zero. I just want to be super duper sure before I send it to you because it's so <laughs> it's so because it's also just confusing because both of those fucking edit movements look similar. Um, yeah. Uh, let me see here. Let's see. Blah blah blah. Blah blah blah. Let's see here now. This is a good air. This is a good air time, right? <laughs> it's just, fine. Just me googling, googling shit. Where I'm just gonna send you this fucking link, and then we can figure it out. In real time, uh, bam! This is one option. I believe Amazon. Let's see. <clears throat> this thing. Believe, oh yeah, this is this definitely has to be. I believe this is a seven seven five zero because it's um oh shit it's a day date I just realized. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. No, they 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 can do that too. That's um, awesome. So I sent Michael a link for a Hamilton. Actually, it is a Hamilton. <clears throat> it's no longer in production, but you can still find them online. Hamilton Broadway, for some reason it's called fucking Broadway. Chronograph, <laughs> uh, reference number H4351687 
fairly certain this looks like um, 7750. It is using the Hamilton H21 movement. This is hilarious. On the Hamilton page, it retails for $1,895. Yeah, that's not what you're paying. That's not what you're paying. This Okay, this is a 7750. This is built on the Hamilton H21 movement, which is basically just a branded um, yeah. 7750. It's $600 on fucking Amazon. Yeah, and it looks like they have some different... So the, the dial that you sent me is this kind of burgundy... Yeah. Uh, but there's also this blue and green version that looks pretty cool. There there were some different versions that were floating around. Again, this thing is not in production. Um, you know, if you find something, it's probably like, you can't be like, oh, I'll just come back when they have more in stock. They're probably not going to get it in stock. So if you see it and you really mm-hmm. like it, definitely go for it. Again, it's fucking thick. It's a thick, yeah. it's a thick goddamn watch. Let me see if I can find 16 millimeters. <sighs> The giant watch. Oh, yeah, it's pretty thick. But I like this watch. I like the dial texture. I like this burgundy color. I like the 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 bezel on the outside. I like the hands. As far as some of your options go, because some of these um, Swiss affordable mechanical chronographs, some of them are pretty fucking ugly. You know what I mean? This actually, I enjoy. I like the colors. I like color um, on my Speak, shit. Speaking of ugly... Speaking of what you if, got, if we if we are on the if we are on the seventy seven fifty train, we can go through that same exercise that we did with the seagull movement. You can actually do that on eBay as well. And if you type in uh, just value seventy seven fifty, sort by men's, uh, new with tags, you are gonna get surprisingly, surprisingly a lot of brand new Invictas with the value seventy seven fifty. That's right. Look at that. So if you if you want if you want some of those, there's Technomarine, there's Invicta, there's there's a Luminox called, on here. There's a Luminox that actually looks kind of cool. Right? Uh, it's titanium. Ooh, uh, I don't know what Aragon is. That's a brand. He's he's. <laughs> Are you seeing these? Well, it's complicated. Aragon technically used to be Strider, but Strider um, is just what. Hold on. What are, we, what are we talking about? Are we talking about Lord of the Rings? I don't understand. <laughs> I know that Aragon. <laughs> I am talking about this Aragon. How do you spell it? Like the I'll book? Say, I don't think it's like the book. <laughs> it's a little different. Aragon. I'm just going to type it the way I think it sounds. No, that's not how, you, how, 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 how do they spell it? Uh, Aragon. A-R-A-G-O-N. A-R-A-G-O-N. Yeah. The fuck? Ugh. Ooh, it's purple. It's very purple. <laughs> Forty-eight it's, millimeters. God, it's damn. It's also titanium. Um, what is this? Ew. In case, in case, Michael, you wanted more of it. It does have a monster. Uh, a t- uh, it looks like it has a Seiko monster hour hand. A Seiko monster. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Pretty cool. No, it's not. This is horrible. <laughs> How much is this? Oh, it's just under. It's four dollars and five cents under a thousand dollars. It's nine hundred ninety-five dollars and ninety-five cents. There you go. So, if you find yourself with a profound lack of taste and approximately nine hundred ninety-five dollars ninety-five cents in your pocket, <laughs> and you really need to spend it, you can. I'm not going to link to it, but you can go and find this fucking watch. Um, and there's another one that's eight ninety-five that I found. Oh, good. Let's see that one. Let me see. It's not purple. 
And it has a lot of screws on the bezel. Well, yeah, screws uh, screws connote manliness. Did you not? Did you not know that's that? That's true. We have to foster uh, fragile masculinity. You know, you know how this works, right. man. Let me see. Let me see the link you sent. It's called the Enforcer, for Christ's sakes. <laughs> Aragon Enforcer. 50 millimeters. Why are it's got a fully loom dial. Why does my... Why, this, the bezel has screws in it. That's what I mean. And yeah. it's like two different size screws. It literally looks like I made this watch over the weekend with things I found around the house. Maybe some people might like it and be... You know, if, if they like this design... It, it it would also be very pleasing to find out that it's uh, an automatic Swiss chronograph inside. <laughs> Just in case you didn't know what watch you were wearing, Michael, they have the logo blasted on the on the clasp. <laughs> Do they? Oh yeah, it just says Aragon, and uh, <laughs> looks like a helium escape valve for all that helium that you're escaping. And uh, yeah, this is this is the worst thing that's happened to me all day. This is a limited edition too. There's a limited. This one's 58 out of 100. Oh God. That's that's a that's a, a that's a pretty fair limited run. No one's buying this. <laughs> the bezel looks like it has that Line X truck bed liner. That like grit that grit they spray in the back of truck beds. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that stuff is great. That stuff is great, dude. <laughs> Keeps all my fucking things in the truck. <laughs> I don't have a truck. I don't have a truck either. I had a truck once as a rental when my car was being serviced. It was a Dodge Dakota. It was weird. <laughs> the texture actually really does look like that. It looks like a truck. It looks like the like the like the fucking like bed truck lining. So funny, dude. This looks like something Haldor would make. Oh my god, it. Haldor! I still have that watch somewhere in my house. What is that guy doing? He's waiting for me to review the watch, probably. I don't know what he's doing. One day, Kaz is going to review our watch. I know they have it. I know uh, Michael gave it to him. That's so good. Uh, another, Some other actually cool Valju, um, seven, or Valju Etta 7750 options are actually the Bulova AccuSwiss. Bulova AccuSwiss line, I believe, and technically these Bulova Gemini. Let me send this to you. This I actually like. This this is mechanical chronograph. I actually really think is cool because it's a dress chronograph. <clears throat> this is this is I'm I'm like ninety nine percent sure this is also the the Edda. That's really cool. Seven seven five zero. I like those lugs. I like the lugs. I like the bracelet. I like what's happening with this um, really cool, like centrifugal circle design uh, dial texture. Uh, but once again, it's a thick fucking watch. If you look at the spinny video, like watch it spin when it gets to the the side profile Let's of the see watch. Spinny video. Let's start playing this fucking chunky ass watch, dude. Oh wow. I was not expecting that. It's huge. <laughs> That's the problem with these Swiss automatic chronographs. It does not look like that from the one photo. You, wow. Oh, it's Oof. giant. You're walking around with like a roll of quarters on your wrist, dude. It's it's a crazy giant watch. But it's good looking. It's a good looking watch. I like the uh, I like the this sort of like uh, dressy almost pocket watch crown thing. I like the pushers. So Bulova Gemini, not to be fucking confused with the Laurier Gemini. I just realized All that right. that's hilarious. Um and the Bulova AccuSwiss, I think it's I think the Bulova AccuSwiss um, also used this 
750. Let me see here. Oh yeah, here's here's one. <laughs> Salud. Sorry. Who was that? Yeah, sneezed. Was that you? <laughs> that was me. Nice. <laughs> Did it sound far away? It sounded like you were like in the in like, in like another room. <laughs> It sounds like someone literally uh, a critical failed their sneak check and just like sneezed while in the process of trying to rob you. That's literally what it sounded like. Uh. <laughs> I just sent you a link for this Bulova uh, AccuSwiss, which is a watch we've talked about on air before. Um, it is the AccuSwiss C3, uh, fuck, God damn it, 63C119. You see this thing? I like this one more, and it has this um, this coffin bracelet it's uh, really cool i love the bracelet on here actually i didn't know they were still making this bracelet this is what this is what came on a lot of those um those astronauts that i like i think this is discontinued man oh just oh, oh, anything swiss like movement we were, were talking about there's a really good chance it's discontinued because they stopped doing these like kind of quote-unquote affordable chronographs like only a few years after they started um you know? But you're going to have a lot of fun hunting this stuff. Oh, yeah. Because it's not, you're not going to be facing the same risks that you would be if you're looking for a vintage chronograph with, I don't know, something universal Geneva or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, it's probably going to be new old stock sitting in a in a box somewhere for, I don't know, maybe a decade. Yeah. Uh, it really just is a matter of finding a dealer that has it, and you're probably going to make their day. Like somebody, somebody finally bought the Aggie Swiss. (laughs) I know, right? Dude, look at the spinny video. Look how thick this watch is. That's wild. Where's the, the, uh, where's the measurement? I got, I got to know. I got to know. Spinny video is the, that's where it's at. Wow. Wow. It's a lot of fucking watch, dude. (laughs) I can see the person's, I can see the person's iPhone. Um, it reflects <laughs> when it spins. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. God damn it, that's good. But this is another um, 7750 option. So the, the cool thing is the 7750, it, it is, that is a reliable movement. That's that's a oh, yeah. pretty yeah. well, it's not like they just made that shit like fucking yesterday or whatever. Like that is a very well-known and respected movement. It's just fucking giant. It's almost like, you know what? I, I think if you're going to go seven seven five zero you might as well also get into the speedmaster reduced series which we have an article about that's a great point um, actually yeah so you know you can find if you're into this this quirky stuff that's again probably going to be new old stock or just new with tags um you're going to find some good stuff but if you want to spend a little bit more uh and get something i think that might be more conventionally good looking <laughs> uh or maybe uh, you want something a little more mainstream or, or you just want an omega they have a ton of those speedmaster reduced series which are you know seven seven five oh let's movement. see reduced yeah that's right you yeah they are the seven seven five zeros you're gonna get them with racing dials and panda dials and what's a good price any- range for this watch because i'm you're more familiar with this um than i am Man, I've seen like fifteen hundred or so. It's not bad, shit. I they might be going up because I think people are realizing that they're a lot of fun. the The most expensive ones would be the ones that look like a Speedmaster Professional. So you, you're going to see those breaking the the two K mark. But some of the ones that are, you know, 
not as popular or that have the, uh, you know, the clear 12, 6, 9 layout. Let's see. Mm. You, you might find stuff for you know, around 1500 or so. Is this a Val? Is this the the Valjuer or whatever? Is this the seven seven five zero? The layout's different. No, no. Again, not all of them. Oh, so okay, okay, I, okay. I'm talking. I'm talking about something like uh, let's see, let's kind of like this one. Yeah, the prices are going up. It's kind of wild. Fuckers. It, this this wasn't like this. Oh god um, damn it! I googled speed mass reduce seven seven five zero, and our fucking website came up. You think I would be good. able to? Yeah, it's, it's a good article. You There's think a good I'd article. Be able to remember, it's uh, <clears> so good. Let me see what you posted. All right. Oh so yeah, the, the okay. Like yes, this. yeah, yes. We're on the same page now. Very good. This thing's cool. Shit, rad. Wow. Okay, so let's see here. We have gone over. The Seagull ST19 movements and some watch options in there. We've talked about the um, newer-ish ETA C01.211 and some options in there. Uh, we've talked about the ETA 7750 and some options in there. Michael, do you want to talk about Polyot? I do want to talk about Polyot. I'm very <laughs> curious. So the Polyot 3133, it's based off of the Value 7734 um this uh, the soviets purchased it in like the 70s i think the mid to late 70s specifically for military um applications and then um in the early 80s it started disseminating out and being in more like civilian watches xyz but the polyop 3133 was mainly found in like Stermanskis and um, some Polyot watches, obviously, uh, and everything like that. But you would get them in these really, really cool, uh, like, silver dials. Like, I have one, obviously. I mean, people have probably seen mine. And so uh, it's very characteristic in that when you see the movement, uh, one of the most prominent plates, it's this, like, triangle-shaped base plate. And it, it'll say 3133 on there. It'll either have Cyrillic or English on there, depending on the year. The thing with Soviet watches and Soviet movements is that they're exactly what I just said, Soviet. The Soviet Union is no longer here. Spoiler alert, in case you're from the past or something. Um, what you have to understand is movements and watch production in the Soviet Union were tied to the government. So when the government went away, production went away. Um, there was a weird period of time where some brands kind of just disappeared, some went under private ownership, some ended up just running themselves like the Vostok folks over in Kistopol. Um, Polyot and the first Moscow watch factory, which is basically the same thing. So anytime I say Polyot, I'm talking about the first Moscow watch factory. Polyot was more interesting. The brand seems to have been purchased by a group of German and Russian businessmen uh, a little while after the fall. And then things got really, really weird. They tried making Polyot 3133 like watches and like Strela watches in Germany. And I think they tried doing it like in Swiss and then they tried moving back to Russia. And it's really, really confusing. There is, I'm going to qualify it as misinformation out there in that people say the only 3133 movements <laughs> that exist now are ones that were made during the Soviet Union. So when we're out, there are no more. I'm fairly certain that's fucking bullshit. Really? People say that? People okay. say that. People are like, oh my god, they're just pulling them out of a box. 
with a bunch of Russian writing on it. And then when they're done, they're done. Like, that's fucking stupid. That's like, that's some dumb story. Someone probably told you to sell a watch and you bought it and you're like, I'm going to put this with my action comics number one and my detective comics number 27 and it's going to increase in value. It's just like, no, dude, there's, I'm so fucking positive. They're still making that movement. They're still making the movement, and there are still they're still making Strella watches. They're still making Pole Yacht. If you start to search around for those watch brands, and you end up on German websites, that is totally normal. Because, like I mentioned before, it's fairly certain that some kind of German business owns the the factory now, owns all the um, the machinery, the patents, the blah blah blah, all the bullshit. They are still making modern polyots. They're making modern polyots. They're making modern strellas, and they're still making the um, thirty-one, thirty-three movement. Uh, and in my research, and I don't know too much about the modern kind of uh, era of these watches, but the in the research that I had done, if you do want a mechanical chronograph that's not the Seagull ST nineteen. That's not one of these Swiss uh, automatic chronographs that we talked about. If you want a Polyot 3133 and you don't want to go through the hassle of trying to find um, a vintage one, because I'll tell you, it's a fucking hassle, you do have the option of buying one new from this website. Uh, this is a German dealer. I think his name is Julian or Julian. Uh, the website is polyot24.de. Let me send you the link, Michael. Um, this requires a little bit of explanation also i wonder i wonder if they're affiliated because there seems to be a very prominent um german seller as well on ebay but let me let me take a look might be the same guy i don't know yeah, i've seen i've seen this i've seen this website before mm. um and the ebay seller is polyot uren um i do not know I cannot yeah, confirm if they are the same. You, let me show you this store. They look. They seem to have some pretty damn good stuff, and they ship everywhere. Um, but yeah, yep, yep. Look at that. <clears throat> let me see the store here. Uh, this guy sells seagulls, also. Well, see, that's the thing. You need to be careful if you want to buy a modern pole yacht and you want the thirty-one thirty-three. Okay, so Pol Okay, now, now, now we're going to talk about Soviet chronographs. Sorry, guys. So before the Polyot 3133 uh, in the Soviet Union, there was the Strela 3017. The company that now owns the rights to Polyot also owns the rights to Strela, but the 3017 uh, movement is different than the Polyot 3133 movement, but they're still making the 3017 in basically the same size it was before. So that said... If you are on polyot24.de or whatever, they put seagull movements in Strela watches that are 40 millimeters or anything oh, under look. 42 millimeters. Yeah, I just found one. Yeah. It's a Strela chronograph 40 millimeter sapphire, but it says the caliber is the Seagull ST19. Yeah. The movement, wow. the movement that went into 3017 is very closely related to the Venus that ended up being in the um, Seagull chronograph around the same time. So they're like cousins, um, essentially. I forgot exactly what Venus movement went into the 30, 
um, one seven, but that's why they're able to keep the, the thing is that three zero one seven movement. That shit's just not being made anymore. They burned all that shit as soon as they got the thirty one thirty three in the Soviet Union because the three zero one seven, the the, the just the thirty one thirty three is just a better move than three zero one seven in terms of the technology mm. and its capabilities. And so the Soviets are like, why the fuck would we keep this shit around? And then they just threw it in the lake, or I have no idea what they did to it. Um, all the all the machines and shit. But um, I'm not like an expert. But uh, so that's what's happened. So if you go to polyot24.de and you see Estrella and you're like, oh, this is awesome. And it's going to have the 3133 in it. Fucking check. Because it probably I've, probably won't. I found one. I found a good, I think probably the best approach is to use your little search function and just type in 3133. That's a good one. Because I did that yeah. and I found a, a white dial Estrella. 38 millimeter looks really nice and then it'll tell you caliber pull you out 3133 oh decorated so you, without date you found one under 40 millimeters with 3133 yeah. let me let me show you this one. Oh, i found the two really i see nice. it right here yeah yeah and then let's just check the movement yeah so you see the movement you see that triangle shaped plate let's see the pictures oh and the lever that's so cool man it's so cool to see like a modern 3133 with decoration on it i've only ever seen the fucked up vintage ones that like they fish out of a hog that's good well that's good that you bring that up because a lot of my you know that i've just generally liked these for for quite a bit and yeah for a while i thought about buying an old one maybe even a you wanted the seconda 3017 right yeah. yeah, but you know, I, I was always kind of worried. Excuse well, me. how old are these things? Are they working well? And you know, to see that there are contemporary versions or just yeah. still being produced, that's that's really kind of reassuring. Yeah, and they're all under a thousand all day. It looks like everything I'm that's seeing nice. looks like that. So, and they're not going to be chunky. They're or at least they should they shouldn't be. I mean, it really depends. The, the, these are just going to be smaller because they're hand wound and everything like yeah. that. So. Do check out polyot24.de. I never purchased from him, but I did a ton of research and digging, and everyone seems to have had pretty good experiences. Um, and apparently, he also sends you uh, German chocolate. How nice! How nice! He kind of some used stuff here, also. Oh yeah, yeah. He Let's some see. Used stuff. Where do you I'm see? I'm just that? still kind of looking through, like, um, just the 3133 search results. Man, this one's really cool. This one's new, but it's really cool. So yeah, you 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 know you can get a, a new thirty one thirty three. It is an appropriate, um, you know, uh, mechanical chronograph option if you don't want the seagull and if you don't want one of the Eta calipers that we were um, that we were going through. So that's it. I I I think that's fairly comprehensive. Otherwise, if you're just like, man, I don't like any of the chronographs. Isn't there like a really cool chronograph with like an awesome dial that's under $100. No, just buy something quartz, dude. Fuck off. Like, it doesn't have to be mechanical. <laughs> well, there is the, um, we talked about, which which one is it? The, um, the oh, Edit 2894. Well, oh, that's another story. But the uh-huh. Edit 2894-2 is another another movement. Some of those watches are still pretty pricey. For example, like the Tissot Heritage 1948. Oh, that that's a cool out. watch. Yeah. That came out and it sold... I think they were trying to sell it for over 2k i've seen it for under a k a couple times there's one for sale on ebay now for a thousand ninety five so that's i don't know i think some of the other options that we've talked about are more interesting mm. and then like you said i i don't understand what happened with the seiko 8r48 um <laughs> i i would 
you can probably find used old they used to be in presage chronographs a lot um and not the not the more recent limited editions right limited edition reissue <laughs> things um i i wish that movement was more accessible yeah it's just it's just it's just not it's just not one of the common ones unfortunately i mean it'd be cool yeah. if it was so isn't the uh non-branded hatori version the nh88 is that the same thing Oh my gosh, you're so right. I forgot about that. Who the fuck uses that thing other than Vostok Europe? NH88. And I'm, I'm, yeah. and I'm not even joking, everyone. Vostok Europe is literally the only brand I've seen <laughs> use the NH88. I'm not going to edit that out. Let's see. What, you coughing? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not editing any of this. Fuck it, dude. Yeah, I don't know who uses that. I, I don't even see them for sale. Let's see search yeah that's a good point i um that's funny there's a japan airlines uh call sign nh88 <laughs> the call signs for japan airlines i thought they were n-a-n-a -A. maybe it's changed um Here. yeah I, I i don't know i don't know who uses this uh Google Vostok Europe uh, Mirage Chronograph. Hold on, let me fucking just send this thing to you. This Mirage. uses it. I don't know how to spell Mirage. It's got like a J in it in this version. I thought it. I thought Mirage had a had a Z. ZJ. Um. <laughs> what is a ZJ? If you have to ask, you can't afford it. Uh, where did that link go? Where the fuck did I put that thing? Got so many tabs, Michael. I did find a nice article. Uh, oh, I think I've I think I found what you're you're talking about. There's an article on Quill and Pad specifically about the uh, NH88 and one of the yes. examples that they call out. Oh, it's not Mirage. It's Marija. Marija. I don't know how to Rija? fucking read, man. Like, <laughs> you discovered my secret. Yeah. Um, this watch has the NH88 in it. This Vostok Europe. Marie, Maria automatic chronograph. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's the only watch I've fucking seen <laughs> use this movement, which is a shame because it's, it's a fucking ugly watch. Um, it's very ugly. I'm sorry it's if also $2,400. Yeah, I'm not paying that much. I could literally <laughs> buy that Citizen uh, high accuracy quartz for that same amount of money. Yeah, I think, I think we were pretty comprehensive uh, in... In staying within the more uh, modern space, uh, I think back in episode 11, we were probably talking about vintage examples, some stuff that you really have to be careful hunting for. I like that for this this topic when we revisited it, uh, it was mostly kind of looking at new old stock or or just new, plain, plain new. I, I didn't know they were still putting new 3133s in, in watches, for example. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, another, in, I don't know if we talked about it last time, but another vintage option, if you wanted something a bit out of left field, you can get into citizen chronographs, automatic citizen chronographs. I just sent Michael, I just sent you a link specifically for, um, this one I learned about recently, the citizen, uh, 8100A, um, vintage chronograph. I think it's also called like the fucking spider or something. I think, you know, <laughs> I'm not even joking. Uh, yes. <laughs> the fucking spider. The fucking spider? You know what I'm talking about? I saw that on the Citizen site. 
<laughs> this his family is very proud to bring you our newest caliber, the fucking spider. Uh, here you can see, is this like, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I have a question. What's the watch's name? <laughs> I didn't stutter, motherfucker. It's the fucking spider. Um, <laughs> I've seen these on eBay. Um, I kind of was looking into them a little bit, and um, it's just an interesting affordable chronograph. Uh Vintage option. If you wanted something out of the the norm of some of the pieces that we were just talking about, and you wanted something vintage, so um, I don't know too much about these, uh, but you know, Michael and I can share the links that I just I just shared with him. Nice. Are you laughing at me still? No, I'm laughing because I googled Citizen Spider and they have a Spider Man watch. God damn it! <laughs> so that's what that's, that's right. They do. That's not going to help us. Try Spider Chronograph. <laughs> Oh boy, this was a good episode. This was fun. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. That sp- spider chronograph works. Google that. I see it. I see what you mean. This is very rad. These are cool. I like this. These are fun. I like the. I like the bracelet on some of these. Super. <laughs> like yeah. it's like super eighties. You know. So this is an option too if you want to you know get into something, something vintage. But uh. I think I think that's it, man. Let's 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 do this. Just to recap, the move the the five fucking movements you're only gonna see in an affordable chronograph under a thousand bucks. For the love of God, don't try to go crazy find something outside of this because you're literally gonna go fucking insane. Uh, you're gonna find something under a thousand bucks. It's either gonna have the Seagull ST19 movement, the Eta C01.211. The Eta, I always fucking forget it, the one that you brought up. The Eta 2, what is it? 2894. The Eta 2894, uh, the Eta 7750, and then last, that Poliot, P-O-L-J-O-T, T, 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 (laughs) P-O-L-J-O-T, 3133, go check out poliot24.de. That is a reliable place to look at those um, particular chronographs. Just make sure... To check the listing, and it's not a seagull chronograph. If you want a thirty-one yeah. thirty-three, make sure that shit says it. Thirty-one thirty-three, um, in the in the listing. These are these these modern thirty-one thirty-threes are actually decorated very nice. They're 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 quite pretty. I'm I'm, I'm actually a little surprised. You know, yeah. <clears throat> I like this. I'm gonna browse this site for a little bit. Yeah, you can get some German chocolate. <laughs> Just send me the chocolate. Just send me the chocolate. Man, you know, none of this other bullshit. I just want the candy, Julian. Or Julian. <laughs> I apologize if I'm not saying your name correctly. Um, Let's see here. I think, I think that about covers it, Michael. That was fun. That was actually really, really cool. I'm glad we did that. I'm glad we really did it movement-focused. Um, So check out the Bulova AccuSwiss series. Check out the Tissot PRCs. Check out Polyot24.de. Check out a lot of the micro brands that we mentioned, which are using the Seagull movement. Uh, So again, it's the Baltic folks. uh, Laurier. uh, Laurier, um, Also, that fucking Merker watch place. What was it called? The Pierre... Pierre Paulin. Pierre Paulin. um, Alpha. What movement is in that Alpha watch? Uh, The Seagull. Okay, there you go. Alpha, EMG. Um, we're going to see more of these mechanical chronographs with seagull movements. So if you have yeah. some kind of hang-up or anything like that, you should just either accept that we're going to see them more or get over it. Uh, the big thing, I guess, and the Baltic guys were, were pretty clear about this. The thing that you have to, I guess, really do with those seagull movements 
specifically is just Q, like QC them yourself. Like they do it in yeah. the factory, but they were very clear that they also like double and triple check that shit when it gets to, you know, their, their shop and everything like that. Kind of like what the notice dudes do with their movements. They, uh, they're really, really good. I mean, they don't have anything with a single chronograph, but like with the other movements, you know, that they have, they, they, they check that shit. They don't just rely on what the manufacturer says. So, yeah. um, I think that's everything. I think that's about all the fucking watches we mentioned. Nice, man. All right. Is it that time? Is it that sad time? Right on time. (laughs) Let the people go and let us know if we missed any movements. Um, It's kind of hard to dig into this stuff sometimes, even when a lot of the layouts and the movement architecture looks very similar. You don't know if you're looking at a 7750 or something else. And all these brands Um, like brand the same movement. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let us know if we missed anything. Uh, and let us know if you pick up a cool chronograph under a K or something. Yeah. Straight up. Let's do this. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Uh, 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 keep an eye on the website. Let us know your thoughts on this week's show. Um, check us out on Instagram at Two Broke Watch Knobs. Don't email us. The email's kind of fucked right now. Um, I think it's that time. I think it, the email's just full. The email's just full, guys. All right. The, the, the mailbox can only hold so many letters. That's basically the situation that we're in right now. Um, yeah. So just reach reach out to us on Instagram. That's 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 fine. Uh, okay, let's 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 do this, man. You start, and then I'll I'll, I'll close this out. Thanks for listening, guys. My name is Mike, and this is Kaz. You have been listening to Two Broke Watch Knobs. Later. <laughs>